Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, Hoots fans? Want to know what's better than the NBA season? Winning some cash money. The second half of the NBA season is starting to heat up, and it's time for you to get in on all the action for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's why we teamed up with DraftKings, who have a brand new way to play daily fantasy sports with Pick 6. Right now, all new customers get $50 in Pick 6 credits after playing $5 in the first pick set. Track your lineup and compete against others for a shot at winning cash prizes. Getting started is simple. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and use promo code SMOKE. That's code SMOKE, only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Welcome back, All the Smoke, yes. Indianapolis, All-Star 2024. Jack, it's been a solid day. We got it, we got it. This, this is a, uh, I would say, a uh, trendsetter episode. Yeah. Uh, uh, what else can we say about him? I mean, he's he, he's controlling the game right kicking now. Kicking the door open for yes. us. You know what I'm saying? He kicked it, the door in open. In the snakeskins. When it was locked, he kicked that yeah. motherfucker open. Yeah. yeah. Definitely in snakeskins. I don't think about all that stuff, but yeah, yeah. definitely <laughs> in the snakeskins. And these snakes yeah. died peacefully in their sleep. There yes. you go. Just so they we weren't know. harmed. They were not harmed. <laughs> We'd love to hear that. They were man, harmed. welcome to the show, Pat McAfee. Yeah. yeah. Excited about this one, man. It's our guy, man. It's our guy. Well, tell us how you and uh, Pat initially met. So me and Pat initially met when I played in for the Pacers. And um, the first time we met was at, um, I don't know, it was a holiday party. And um, me and Jermaine was coming because Peyton invited us. And as soon as I walked in, he sent you to come greet us and bring us to the back. As soon as I got there, I'm like, hold up. Me and this guy, we just hit it off. Next thing you know, you know, we was having drinks. We had a good time. And ever since then, you know, we are the mutual respect for each other, and uh, this has been a good relationship ever since. Stack, watching you through the years, learning about you. Hey, yeah. You're a legend, dude. And you've you seen where to... I started. Yeah. Hey, hey, listen, and you've seen where I started. So, I mean, here in Indianapolis, those first couple years, I got, I don't want to say baptized, but, like, I got introduced to this city by the coolest people on earth, you know? <laughs> like, Stack. Peyton, Joseph Adai, Clint Sessions. Then you go back to like Paul George was in yeah. that area. Roy Hibbert was in that area. Like there was, Indianapolis was a great time, a great place. And uh, I was lucky to be here. And you were always kind to me, which is awesome. I appreciate that. All love, bro. Good dude, good Come dude. My guy. Uh, first of all, before we get started, I mean, we want to just congratulate you. I, I think your, your, your evolution in, in the path you've taken, and I think, like Jack said, the door you've kicked down and, and really kind of just unapologetically you um, you are arguably, if not the one of the biggest voices in sports media, and, and, and it's almost this new sports media from a standpoint of a former player doing it. it it's a real new wave. But first of all, congratulations on that. But talk to us about that journey, because um, I'm sure it wasn't 
as easy as people think. You know, now we're seeing you on TV and in your tank tops on ESPN, and you get to cuss and you get to do other shit. I'm like, yo, bro, is really doing doing it his way. I had yes. to negotiate all that in there. So like, there's actually um, <laughs> there was in negotiation the words that I'd be allowed to say on ESPN. Oh, really? Yeah. So there was like in the contract. So I negotiate myself. So I'm my own agent too. So like. I'm a hard person to represent is what I've learned through the agent trial and error game. So I just decided I wanted to start representing myself like five, six years ago. Mm -hmm. And I want to be in the rooms. You know, I want to hear what's being said. I want to know why things are being said. And I want to know why things have been the way they are seemingly, you know, as a fan of sport, as a fan of sports media. So like going in there now and within the last year versus like five years ago, vastly different points of leverage, I would say. Yeah. And to be honest, I appreciate you guys saying that because I've been watching you guys. I mean, just historic. I mean, Matt, I know it probably gets brought up every single day, but like in the GIF is one of the greatest of all time. You and Kobe, that moment is like one of the most legendary moments in the history of sport. And then to watch you and Kobe talk about it on this podcast, that's like something you can't get anywhere else. So like, I'm inspired by you guys. I'm inspired by all athletes that kind of choose to tell their own story and eliminate the middleman who has always been able to pick and choose which stories matter, which stories don't matter, which voices matter, which voices don't matter. Like I'm a punter, bro. Okay. So like, you don't have to know football that well to know that my position ain't worth a fuck. Like <laughs> if we are, you know, like if we're down, if we're down 28 points in the second half, I am closer to front row than a motherfucker in the crowd, but we have the same exact right. impact right. on the game, you know? So, like, I, uh, I understand that. I've right. always been very self-aware about that, but, like, me having the opportunity to talk to people that actually know the answers and play and all the... I have so much admiration for everybody that's doing their own thing. So, like, I, I didn't know that we were going to be able to do this, and the group of dudes I have around me are dogs. They all, all solid, them. too, yeah. Dogs. Yeah. All, we all have the same mindset. We all have great work ethics. You know, I think that's something like professional athletes and my guys aren't professional athletes, but it's something that we take for granted, especially whenever you kind of mingle into the rest of the world. Like work ethic is something that not everybody has. Right. I am very lucky that my entire team, dogs, all of them, work their asses off. So we've all had the same mission. We've all had the same mindset. We've all had the same goals. And we just try to get on microphones and make people's lives a little bit better, happier and do some sports talk. And yeah, it's the dumbest shit of all time that now we're on ESPN. We're also on YouTube. We got fans in like New Zealand every single day that watch our shit. Like it's just very, very lucky, very, very dumb. And to say it was planned would be a lie. Like we had no idea that this was gonna right. happen. You know I, mean, I mean, your rise to the top. I mean, I'm sure you've, and, and we talked to Dan Levitard about this, about athletes kind of coming in the space and not necessarily cutting the line, but- He's talked some shit on me. Has he? Yeah. Oh, get him. That's our guy, but we'd love to get- Yeah, when I saw you in, signed with him, I was certainly asking in, some questions. This guy debate. over here, <laughs> this guy over here, I think Ryan is his name or something. Ryan, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, I thought you guys could have made it alone. Like, I, I thought you guys had I know, so talent. we're by ourselves. We partner with them to build out the Fast Channel. Love it. Yeah, okay. so that's the idea, yeah. And I like Dan. I got respect yeah. for Dan. I watched yeah. the deal that him and Skipper did with DraftKings, yeah. and that greatly affected my deal with FanDuel. Mm -hmm. So I got a lot of respect, but a lot yeah. of these older sports media folks aren't the biggest fan of me, uh -huh. uh, and they've certainly made that known. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and we've had some... We've had well, you know, what, you know why, right? Because a lot of them wanted to do what you're doing now on ESPN. Yeah, they weren't allowed to, is what they said. They weren't said. allowed to. You think I was allowed to, though? Like, that's the whole but, part but of it. But you had the... You had, I ain't gonna say bars. You had the confidence in yourself 
to be able to get it done without worrying about what other people are gonna say. I think it didn't happen for them because they came in more like, well, I wanna do this. You, you said, I'm doing this. Instead, I wanna do this. That's, yeah, a, a, that's a, a big difference. Hey, I'm a fucking asshole to those suits too. Like, they do not like me. Like, <laughs> you gotta be, hey, fuck it. It is, because uh, when I retired, I had like, I mean, Stack, you knew this because you knew I existed then. Not a lot of people outside of Indiana did. When I retired, I had like, uh, like 750,000 followers. Mm-hmm. I had done like 27 stand-up comedy shows in theaters with like 6,000 seats. And I went on like a tour, had a podcast, had a merch store, had a chance to do Bob and Tom, which is here in Indianapolis. So like I got a chance to kind of understand the broadcasting waves. ESPN said, we got nothing for you. Fox said, we got nothing for you. CBS said, we got nothing for you. We don't want to hear a punter who's been arrested that swears, who's an internet guy. (laughs) I love that guy. On our, our, (laughs) my kind of guy. That's what the suits though did not say that. Right. So like had to go through the barstool route, but we kept our own company in Indiana, learned a lot about the internet through them. That was like a university of how digital works. So then as we, as I kind of realized and our boys, we kind of realized like we can do this ourselves. We don't need them. And then now we're coming back to the point where I'm negotiating with like Amazon. Mm. I'm negotiating with NBC. I'm negotiating with Apple. I'm negotiating with ESPN. It's like all those same middle management people five years ago, six years ago said, we got nothing for you. And it's like, I remember that, mm-hmm. like, you know, and I'm never going to forget that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, I have the, I think I have the right level of pettiness. Uh, Mixed with intelligence. <laughs> There's some unintelligent shit I've said to some people, you know, that I shouldn't in these negotiations. But I also got the crew around me where I'm like, I have a safety net. Like, yeah. if a deal falls through, like, people are thinking we're going to get kicked off ESPN this year already. Like, people are already assuming that it's not going to work, it's not going to last. Because, you know, Aaron started a war with Jimmy Kimmel on our show. Jimmy Kimmel, obviously, ABC. Let alone the COVID stuff, calling out Fauci on our show. Like, there was a lot. It got real. The block got real hot for about three weeks. But how do you navigate? Obviously, Aaron is a good friend of yours. and But ESPN is, you know, who you're working with now. So how do you navigate that? How, what's that conversation like between you and Aaron? So, um... So ESPN is licensing my show. Okay. So it's still like you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I talked to Shannon Sharp about this radio row because Club Shay Shay with Cat obviously fifty eight and a half million viewers mm-hmm. and there's a lot of shit said on there. Right. About a lot of people and I thought maybe Unk at a much bigger scale than us obviously with the Aaron stuff even though we're on Good Morning America the Today Show and all that type of stuff. I said, do you ever? Because like I don't the stuff Aaron's talking about he's very passionate about. Like, Aaron firmly believes that. And there's a lot of people in the world that believe that. Whether people hate that or not, that is a fact of life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, like, I don't know that world, though. Like, I'm not educated in that world. And there was a lot of times where I'm like, do I deserve to have this platform if I don't know everything about everything so that this shit can't happen, you know, and people don't end up hating us? So I asked Shannon about that. I'm like, Shannon, do you feel like whenever something's being said that you don't know if it's right or not, like, how much blame are you putting on yourself? Because there was like nights I couldn't sleep. Like, I'm like, maybe I am fucking this up completely. And then I got back to it. It's like, we're having conversations with people. Like, you can disagree with them completely, but at least you learn and know where Aaron's at. 
Like, mm-hmm. this is a Mount Rushmore quarterback in the history of the NFL. Right. In real time, you're learning about him completely. Yes. I feel like that's a form of journalism mm-hmm. as well, right. even though people won't really talk about it. Whenever there's documentaries made about Aaron Rodgers later in life, which will happen, they're going to use Absolutely. so much of our mm-hmm. show. Is that not journalism? So it's like, although there are wars that we get into, and Aaron will defend himself, he's a friend of ours, Aaron does his thing. There's, I mean, I'm vaccinated, and in the middle of the, I was... I was getting swore at in like 30 different languages because Aaron was saying he wasn't vaccinated and I was the worst human on earth. And it's like, I think we're just a different style of programming. Like we're a conversationalist. We have no idea where we're headed. We don't have scheduled questions. I don't prep anybody when they're coming on. I don't have a list of questions. I'm just having a conversation with people and boy, it has certainly got us into some shit, but it is also got us some magic, you know, that yeah. like not a lot of other places can have. So it's a weird dynamic. It's How do very you weird. balance, I mean, obviously as athletes, we have to have tough skin growing up, coming in, but now we're in this new generation where everyone has a voice, whether they deserve or not via social media. How do you balance the negativity? Because although we can oh. say, hey, it doesn't affect us, we hear all of it. All of it. So how do you, how do you balance that? And like oh. you said, you've had sleepless nights. How do you flush that shit and able to still focus? Honestly, this show's called All the Smoke. Yeah, do you ever crack a Coors Coors Light? Coors while you're Latte, doing it? what? Blue, Golden Colorado. He said Coors Latte. What? <laughs> I mean, I'll have a beer with you mm-hmm. if we're having beers. But I smoke a lot of weed. Me too. Like, that is That's all our day, every day. Yeah, like, yeah I, let's yeah. clap to that yeah. shit. That's weird. Right. That's why I said pumps for the Every time weed is said on All the Smoke, we need to clap. Okay. Make that a go. thing. Every go. time weed is brought up, we're going to clap. Yeah. A celebratory, but no, like, uh, <laughs> I do. Like, I think that's a massive piece of it for me. Um, like, when I was a junior in college, shots of course, shots of course. Hey, let's get the boys another course deal, by the way. Let's, let's get the next one a big Made deal. to chill. Yeah. <laughs> when the mountain on the, on, the, on the can turns blue, that's when you know it's cold and it's time to unwind. <laughs> and maybe smoke some weed. Yeah. And smoke some yeah. weed. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Nice. When I was a junior in college, I missed two kicks in the first quarter of a game. We ended up losing that game by four points. And it could have sent you to the national championship. Yep. So Ooh. I got 27 death threats. Those are old school death threats, too. That was before social media. What, but were there chippers? You, did you miss chippers? Oh, yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. Should have went in. First quarter. They were first quarter, which never gets talked about. Had to lead at halftime. Never gets talked about. Certainly my fault, though. At the end of it. <laughs> certainly, certainly my fault. Certainly my fault. Certainly I have. I mean, there's some other shit that could have happened, certainly. But, I mean, I should have made those kicks. And it would have been a different life for all of us. But, like, I got, like, 27 old school death threats. Like, people writing letters, putting them in a bottle, throwing them at my house in the middle of the night in Morgantown, West Virginia. So, like, I went through something where I really wondered if... Like I should be around anymore. Like contemplated you know, suicide. Th- disappearing, yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know if I would ever. Do, oh, okay. Like disappearing. Just getting out though, yeah. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I hopped in my jeep and I just like I'm Drove. fucking gone. <laughs> like I'm, a, I'm literally out of here. I'm not going back to school. Like I'm, I'm done with this. And it's like my teammates obviously rallied around me. My friends rallied around me. They brought me back. But I think like that calloused me a little bit that moment because whenever you like think about like life after thinking about disappearing. Like, it's a whole new mindset. And then when I get arrested my second year here in Indianapolis, cops have their story for why I got arrested. I have mine. I was walking home. They said I swam in a canal. Nonetheless. (laughs) (laughs) 
It happens. Potato, potato. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. A couple Coors lattes. <laughs> <laughs> couple Coors right. lattes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe some weed. Huh? Mm-hmm. Next thing, hey. Next thing you know, you're swimming. Maybe. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 So then, you know, when I get arrested, uh, I get killed again. So it's like I feel like I'm pretty calloused. Like I do feel like I'm calloused. But man, when you get a lot of people telling you that you're the worst person on earth yeah. and you're ruining things, it, you it start does, believing that shit a little bit. It's hard. It's hard not to. And uh, yeah, so the mute button's real. I'll mute anybody. Mm-hmm. I will block some motherfuckers too. Like I am not. Will scared. you talk shit to them first, or just block them off the rip? I'll just. It, it feels like they're really, like, got some real ill intent. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, what you just said there was. Mm-hmm. It bothered right. me. Like, like you were trying to really. Yes. <clears throat> you were trying to kill me. There. Yes. I'm blocking them. Okay. If it's like a good shit talk, uh-huh. I go. will certainly it? engage yeah. okay. and then mute. Okay. And then I'll see you later. Yeah. There you go. But it is crazy having to hear all this. I couldn't even imagine how teenagers are nowadays. Right. It's different. I don't, I don't, I have a daughter mm-hmm. and like thinking of her. How old is she? Teenage? Nine months. Oh, baby girl. Okay. Congratulations. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. Congrats. 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 Wifey kicking a lot of ass right now. Yeah. Didn't think I was ever going to have a kid. Okay. I was all good. She would be a great mom. So mm-hmm. we made it happen and Dope. boy, I love it. But I couldn't even imagine hearing all the terrible things. Like if I was a teenager, I wouldn't have been mentally tough enough for it. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, yeah, it's a crazy time. Yeah. Even, even as an adult, stuff bothers. Like yeah. today, yes. like people say stuff, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, I remember we asked Kobe that, you know, like what hurt you the most? You know, when you heard people talk bad about you, you said all of it. Like I heard all of it, you know what I mean? And people think because we're at, at pro athletes and we're superhuman, we don't feel hit shit, we don't hear shit, we're just supposed to play and it's, it's, we're human at the end of the day. Yeah, we have eyes. Ears, hearts, all that shit. Emotions. Yeah, imagine that. Pride. Empathy, humility, mm-hmm. but everybody wants to talk about ego. That's what they think it yeah, is. And it's right. like a lot more people have a lot of humility mm-hmm. than people could ever imagine. And sometimes, you know, some of those shit talkers on the internet are good. Oh yeah, some of them are really good. I'll yeah. read it. I'm like, damn, that was pretty well put together. And <laughs> that was well put together. Yeah, I agree. I can see how you would say that. Yeah, I, 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 I was thinking the same thing. It's, thinking. it's been sometimes. I just, my uh, reply is just good one. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. that was a good one. That was a good one. Like, hey, here's the you, you got buddy. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. You should think about changing your name from Boner Garage to like your actual name. You might have right. some talent. Boner Garage. You should think about doing that. Yeah, that's a good time. Oh, shit. The internet's a wild place. Man, dude. wait. It's a wild place. Boner it's a garage. nice room, by the way. Isn't it? I like what you guys are doing. Yeah. Yeah, I like what you guys yeah. are doing. I've never been here. Yeah, me neither. It's beautiful. beautiful Thank place. you. Shout out Foxhole. Foxhole. What are you guys doing? You're doing a bunch of stuff, I assume, all, all Uh, with? Just this, and then we got a couple shows tomorrow, and we're done. We got here? a dinner tonight for DraftKings. Uh, no, tomorrow. Is tomorrow here, too? Yeah, tomorrow's here, okay, too. Okay, let's talk about the DraftKings deal. Yeah, okay. Exciting. I think it's uh, good for you guys, right? Multi-year deal, and what it allowed us to do was obviously create content with amazing people under our team. You know, you talked to Rachel earlier, DeMarcus Cousins, Paul Pierce, Rajon Rondo, um, IT, Isaiah Thomas. Uh, talking to a few other people and then crossing it over, trying to get some people in the women's space. So a big responsibility, but dope. And then also at the same time, you know, creating, having content, cross-pollinating shows, and then building out a studio in LA. You guys slaughter it, though. So it's You it, should it's know that. Fun. You guys make that. really good shit. Thank you. Yeah, you That's should. That's our team, man. Thank you, yeah. our team right there. Thank you. Thank you. Our team, yeah. And, 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 any, and any, you know, advice or game you can give us, you know, we always... Man, I, I only know what work, works for me. Like, this is the thing. Like, um, 
million dollars worth of games in the house. I mean, Wallo, Wallo's here. What an absolute stallion, you know? And I watch their stuff. I get inspired by them as well. I mean, some of the clips that just come to my mind from their show are just will live on for eternity. And it's like, I very much appreciate how kind people are to me and my guys. And they're like, hey, what did you do? How'd you do it? It's like, we fucked up so much. Like, we made so many mistakes, business, critical errors, decisions, content errors. And like, what works for us isn't necessarily going to work for other people. You know what I mean? Like, everybody, and I think this is like marketing agencies speak. I think it started happening a few years ago where they're like, this client was wondering if you could make three viral videos for them, it's like, viral? we don't fucking know. <laughs> right. you know no, nobody knows. Like right. nobody has a clue right. what's going to be good. So it's like, right. it, I appreciate whenever people are like, what do you think? And it's like, I don't have the answers. Like you guys clearly do though. Like, look at this setup. I was honored and pumped to get the ass to come Thanks, onto bro. this no, show. You know, you. like I am a big fan. Thank so I, I can't wait to see what you guys do and keep Thank going. You. And you. shout out to Meadowlark yeah. for seeing what yeah, everybody yeah, else is seeing and giving you guys some real, like a safety net to go yeah, get it. Cause definitely. it's awesome. And that's basically what they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's what they did. You deserve it. Yeah, you guys you. deserve it all. Mm-hmm. Thank you. With that being said, I think you wear tank tops. I think you start, you know. <laughs> Coming over? Put snake skin? I was about to say, yeah, some yeah, snake yeah, skin? I'm, I'm with the boots. I can actually see Jack cool. some snake skin. Yeah, yeah, give me some Mike had said he had his drug dealer outfit on with some snake skins. That'd be cool. <laughs> just, yeah, I mean, Stack looks hilarious right now. I mean, you look phenomenal right now. And this is great. Yeah, thank you thank you thank said you. it's Nike. It's Nike, yeah. It's Nobody Nike. can believe that. So I've been very lucky to go to a lot of events where, you know, NBA folks are. And if you are just a basic ass human, you need to find something that has got two to three inches on the heel. <laughs> At the bottom. Yeah, you know, because the small one on TV, NBA guy, yeah, right. is six five. Right. Yeah. It's so average. Yeah, need to add a little height. Yeah. yeah there's, who's that tall? Who's uh? Jelani. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Walked in here, seven footer, seven footer, fucking eight footer. <laughs> eight footer. Went to the bathroom, three foot dumps. I mean, you guys, this place is awesome. Yinzer, did I say that right? Yinzer. Yinzer. Uh, what does that mean to you, Pittsburgh? Okay, so a Yinzer is like a white trash person from Pittsburgh. Yinzer. Okay. Like that's what a Yinzer is. That's what because, a Yinzer. Um, you know, in the South they say y'all. Y'all, yeah. And I think like Eastern Pennsylvania and over there they say Yuins. Pittsburgh it says Yins. So it's like, how Yins doing? is like Pittsburgh talk. Okay. Don right. instead of down. It's, so it's like a Yinzer accent, but basically it means like white trash from Pittsburgh. So like I Yinzer. happen to be one of the most uh, in my, I got two guys that one grew up on my street, one went to my same high school. I've been friends with them since then. We, we are the most Yinzer fucks that I've made. <laughs> you know, so we, we take a lot of pride in representing that city. And uh, a lot of people get out of Pittsburgh and they change the way they speak because the Yinzer accent is so ridiculous. Like yeah. you can barely make out most of the words. We still, like one of our shows is called Hammer Don because that is Pittsburgh, yeah. Yinzer for down. Yeah. So we take a lot of pride in that. But yeah, like... Uh, Hometown. That's basically what it means, just like a super Pittsburgh fuck, which is what a Yinzer is. <laughs> which we're lucky to be. Blessed. Yeah, it is. Stupid city. What up, fam? You already know, basketball season is my favorite time of the year. And the second half of the season is not to be missed. Watching the games at home is chilling all, but actually being at the games is where it's at. Nothing like being at a game in person. I know I'm going to use the Game Time app 
for last-minute tickets to the Hawks or a concert here in Atlanta. When you buy tickets from Game Time, you can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect. That's what I love about the app. And Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you can find tickets in the same row or section for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code SMOKE for $20 off your first purchase. That's code SMOKE for $20 off. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Hold on to your kilts. Peacock Original Series, Traders, is back for a new season with strategy, betrayal, and sabotage. This time, an all-celebrity cast that Vulture has held us as reality royalty returns to Scottish Castle for the ultimate murder mystery competition. With the big cash prize on the line, there's no telling how cutthroat these missions will get or what host Alan Cumming will pull out of his brilliant and citric wardrobe. The Traders are streaming now with new episodes Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern, only on Peacock. You didn't really consider yourself a football player. Why would you say that at one point? I mean, compared to people that didn't play in the NFL, okay? Like, I would beat their ass at everything football, okay? I could probably throw a football better than them. Right. I could tackle better than them. I could catch better than them. I could kick better than them. I could probably read a defense better than them. But when you talk about, like, NFL guys or, like, high college football guys, like, what they have to do in the game versus what I have to do. Oh. Totally different. Oh, my God. Yeah. The day-to-day, my life's so much better than their life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, the film study, the soreness, the banging, the clank, like, and then I'm literally getting better at cornhole, mm. you know, while they yeah. are. Hey, that's an art, by the way. I got are you really good? good. Are you? We I play, got. We, uh, we play it probably a couple times a year, but I love it. But you got to think, like, these guys just, you hear the legendary stories out of the NFL. This guy watched more film than anybody else. This guy's fucking in the meeting room, you know, watching film. While they were doing that, I was in the locker room throwing cornhole. So, <laughs> like... All these legendary tales. This guy watched five hours of film a day in between practice and workouts. Those five hours, I was throwing the bags. So you're nice. I'm a fucking grinder. Spin everything. Yeah. yeah. Did not help my profession. Did not help the team. <laughs> did not do anything. But it's hard for me to really, um, you know, like say that we were anywhere near what every other position is. Very much understand. I think every specialist understands it. But it was my way of making a lot of money in America. Like I had a very strong leg. I was a good soccer player. Uh, I had 10X the amount of scholarship for soccer than I did for football. I played overseas whenever I was a teenager. Like, there had to be a real conversation between my dad and I, like, to be rich at the time, and that's all I wanted to be was rich, which is why I wanted to be a professional wrestler because I turned on TV on Monday. Those motherfuckers looked rich. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Professional sports, those motherfuckers looked rich. Comedians, those motherfuckers looked rich. Uh, Show hosts, those motherfuckers looked rich. So, like, everything I'm doing right now is only because I wanted to be rich. So, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was asked. Rich. Rich. And all these teachers (laughs) hated it. They hated it. Kid next to me, I want to be a teacher. He's a hero. Right, to this teacher. (laughs) This kid over here wants to be a firefighter. Like, no, boy, I appreciate that. Pat, what do you want to be? Rich. Rich. That is all. That is Asshole. That is literally, bingo. I'm the worst kid of all time. (laughs) That is, you know? So, like, that's kind of how this has all kind of worked out. (laughs) Yeah, that is is my entire life. 
Is it an urban legend about you won some money and, and took yourself to a kicking contest and, and kind of was able to establish this? So I graduated high school in 2005. Okay. I don't know what year you guys. I was 98. Yeah. 96. Damn. Uh-huh. Look at your skin, look at mine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say. It's that weed. He don't count, bro. He don't count, though. He don't count. He don't count. He, yeah, he, he don't count. I'm not saying it. <laughs> he don't count. He but don't there's count. something about yeah. you guys aging a lot better than me. <laughs> so 2005, uh, in that time, World Series of Poker was huge. Mm -hmm. It was on ESPN. We all watched it. There was a dude named Chris Moneymaker who was just this basic ass white who, I think like blue collar from middle America, where he became a millionaire overnight. So pretty much every community that was like mine from what I've learned from growing up, we all started playing poker because we thought that was gonna be a way for us to make money and get rich. I became a good poker player. I'd be playing in my friend's houses. Obviously it's like 25 cent, 50 cent blinds, very small annies and everything like that. We all thought we were gonna be the next World Series of Poker Champions, but it was a good way for us to make money to spend for lunch, extras, things like that. I got a call like a month before signing day that there was a kicking camp happening down in Miami, Florida by a guy named Mike McCabe, 101 Kicking. I was in physics class when the call happened. The guy's number I still remember to this day because I was so pumped to receive the call. He called me and basically said he's putting on a kicking contest in Florida for all guys that got scholarships. At that point, I was offered a scholarship to Kent State to be a field goal kicker because he wanted guys to come compete against his guys that he coached down in Florida. It was gonna be a college showcase. It was happening like the next weekend or something like that. I was pumped to get invited. I felt like it was a big deal. He sends over the information. It was gonna end up costing like 1500 bucks. My dad, truck driver, went into working in a warehouse, mom, secretary, like 1500 bucks in like a four day period is not just like a, a feasible thing. Dad, I think told me to actually go fuck myself. Like, okay, <laughs> I already have a scholarship to Kent State at the time too. So it's like, so let me get this straight. I need to come up with 1500 bucks for you to go to Miami to kick, to potentially get a scholarship when you already have a fucking scholarship yeah. to Kent State. That's not gonna happen. So I am somebody I think would prove to be the case throughout the rest of my life. Like, let me see if I can make this happen or not. Oh, yo. There was a big game happening that I heard about from one of my friend's dads in the basement of an Italian restaurant that in a town that we grew up in. It was happening on like a Thursday night or something like that and had bigger blinds, bigger annies, bigger pots. And I thought to myself, maybe I'll be able to go in there and really do this. Dumb thought, blindly optimistic, pretty narcissistic as well, <laughs> now that I think about it. But I got a hundred bucks from one of my friends that has money. I went in there and I turned it into 1400 bucks. I left at like 3.30, 4 a.m. And I met my dad when he was getting up, like he was waking up mm -hmm. and he was like, where the fuck have you been? And I was like, gave him the money, told him I needed a hundred bucks, went down to the camp, ended up winning the camp, mm. got a scholarship to West Virginia the next morning in school. Mm, wow. Yeah, so then I ended up going to West Virginia. That's dope. Yeah, stupid. Dumbest That's life dope. of all time. It was uh, Jack's Full of Nines was the full house that I won the pot mm. on. And I actually had to hold on to my money for the night. I was up to like 1,800, but I was by far the youngest person there. And I didn't want to just get up and bail because that's not yeah. etiquette or smart, yeah. you know, in that particular thing. So I just kind of held on, ended up with 1400 and 
the rest is kind of history. But like, you're talking about one of the dumbest situations of all time. And if that doesn't happen, do I go to West Virginia? Do I end up in the NFL? Probably not, probably not, which means I'm the luckiest fuck of all time. Right, I mean, I, I, yeah, I was about to say. Thank you. I mean, you say dumb, I say dope. I mean, the fact that, you know, that story and the fact you win it, you get a scholarship the next day, you end up, you know, going to West Virginia, Pat White teams, right? Oh yeah. He was a monster. Monster. Cool dude too. Yeah. Cool. Major Harris was before me. Major Harris, great dude, always around, good times. Major Harris is good times. Yeah. If you're in a room with Major Harris, you're gonna be having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's the vibes that our West Virginia team had though. Like was Pat Pat White, Steve Slayton, then Noel Devine came later. We had a really tight group. Like, and Pat White was like the perfect leader. Penny like, pin, Penny pitchers uh, Penny pitchers of beer. Come on, man. Back in the day. Do you know you know Chasers? You the know good, Chasers and Dreams? The that was old, the name of the bar. The good old days. Club Z is another place I used to frequent. There was a place called Lazy Lizard. I got out loans when I was in college. Um, I was on full scholarship, which is absurd to kick a football. <laughs> the um, So my parents, we've talked about this, not a lot of money. And the, there's no NIL back in the day. Not that I would have got any anyways, but like there was nothing. So you get that per diem or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was like 800 bucks for the month. But Made you, you feel good though. You had to supposed to stretch it out, but that shit was gone in like three or four days. Gone. And rent is happening. Mm -hmm. What are we even doing here? Mm -hmm. So I got out these loans at like 22% interest Oof. rate. $40,000 in loans just to have a good time. And I <laughs> Just to have a good time. And I did. And I did. And I should have focused more on kicking balls in Morgantown. But boy, I had an Life absolute blast there. I say college. I mean, Jack didn't get a go, chance to go to college. I felt like college. I had a blast in the NBA, but college was a fucking blast. Great time. Loved it. So much fun. Loved it. Passing yeah, out drunk in, in Westwood and going and getting free drinks at bars and just having the run of the little the little college. It was dope. I didn't know you were living like that. Oh, you we were went hard. Smoking weed, passing out, having pulled Jerron out of gutters when we play Syracuse, the number one team in the country on ABC the next morning. Like. Unbelievable. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he said, hell yeah. Hey, that was the old days. Yeah. Right before cameras. Like, no, you know, it was just, if you were there, you saw it. If not, it's an urban legend. Yeah. Everything else is a memory. I've heard a lot of stories about me. And I'm like, I don't know if that's how that went, but if that's how you remember it, sweet. <laughs> Probably sweet, did. That is. But that was, I just thought to myself, if I don't make it to the NFL, I'll be in debt like all these other motherfuckers in college. Mm, yeah. And if I do make it to the NFL, hopefully I'll be able to pay this off. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was money well spent, I think. Money well, I think it was money well <laughs> when spent. Did, when did the NFL, be, uh, you know, really start thinking like, hey, I can, I can do this for a living? First time I kicked a football, I kicked a 65-yard field goal. Oh, shit. Yeah. Really? We kicked what? A 65-yard yeah, field dude. goal. I've had a cannon. This thing, actual. That like, leg? Yeah, because I didn't play, um, I think a big part of a lot of things, like the reason why I'm friends with Stack and the reason why I know a lot of people is because I was so fucking horrendous at video games. So, like, I'm a terrible video game player. My brother got all the talent. Like, I am so bad. So, I would go out. Like, hey, do you want to go do this? Yeah. Like, where other guys might stay home and play video games. Hey, you want to go to Sunset? Uh, yeah, I do want to go to <laughs> sure. Sunset. Uh, do you want to go to Cloud Nine? Yes, I I'm do want to go <laughs> to Cloud Nine. Yeah, like, do you want to go to all these places? Yes, because yeah. I didn't play video games. Mm -hmm. So when I was growing up, I didn't play video games. I have ADD. So I literally would either be out and about with everybody else, or I would just kick a soccer ball against the side of my house for like hours and hours and hours. And I was infatuated with having the strongest leg. So when I was a kid, I actually kicked a soccer ball, broke a goalie's fucking arm. 
Wow. And I thought that was the coolest thing of all time. <laughs> like, I thought that was really cool. And then I saw David Beckham in the World Cup. I think he kicked the ball like 90-some miles an hour, they talked about. And I was like, that's sweet. Like, I want to be able to kick the ball as hard as I can. So I literally just would kick the ball against the side of my house. Hours, hours, hours. Thump, 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 thump. Psh, break a fucking window. Tim McAfee's pissed. Sally McAfee's mad. Let's fix the window. Let's, let's, let's kick the ball again. You know, like that is, that is literally what I did. But like soccer was supposed to be the thing. Soccer was supposed to be the thing. So then whenever I like, I won the punt pass and kick. I remember that shit. Yeah. yeah and I murked this ball. I just murdered it. So then I went to a football field. Uh, we had soccer practice and there was a kicking camp happening. And I grew up in an NFL town in Pittsburgh. And anybody that's a fan of football knows kickers are nerds, you know? <laughs> so, like, at that time, I go, give me one of those balls, nerd. Like, actually sent it to the kickers that they were there. And I just, my swing was just a natural swing for it. And I kicked, like, a 60-yarder, I think, the first time I kicked the ball. Wow. And it was at that moment that everybody was like, oh, shit. There might be some business in this one here. And uh, that really changed everything. So, like, I, literally the first time I kicked a ball was when I was like, hey, we could probably make a little money off of this. Yeah. Had to get real lucky. Yeah. A lot of luck goes into it. Everything. A lot of luck goes into it, right. Uh, seventh round draft pick, but you go to a, an amazing Colts team, Peyton Manning, Reggie Wayne, Joseph Adai, Dwight Freeney. Uh, what are your, what's your first NFL memory? So, I know I did how to punt when I got drafted to punt. You got, that's, you know, that's right. Yeah, so I got drafted a punt. In college, we did this, uh, like, Aussie punt where you would run. I would run to the right, and then I would, like, just hit it, and then it would roll on the ground. Mm -hmm. So it was, like, cheating pretty much. You know, they wouldn't be able to return it. You just kind of stole it. NFL punting is you have to, like, up punt it straight up in the air, yeah. right? So I think the first memory I had was I had to learn how to punt, right? I just got drafted in the NFL to do this. I got to learn that. And then as soon as I got in the locker room, I just, like, how cool everybody was. Like, you listed off all those dudes right there, legends. Mm -hmm. Those are all absolute legends. Mm -hmm. And literally from day one, all those people were cool with me and nice oh. to me. And I'm a punter, mm -hmm. and I was not good. Like, and they saw me in, like, training camp, in a rookie camp. I was not good at punting balls. And Hunter Smith was the punter here, and he was here for, like, 11 years, beloved by the city, beloved by the locker room, and they cut him for me. Mm. So, and I didn't know how to punt. He's super religious. He's in, a, like, a Christian music band. Like, sounds like Jack. Exactly. <laughs> exactly like him. We're talking polar opposite human of me, pretty much. And uh, everybody was cool. So I just think my first memory was walking in the locker room, thinking I was going to be scared to death, and everybody being cool. I think that's probably it. So Peyton Manning off the field. Obviously, we know what kind the of magician is doing on, on the field. Earth. Yeah, Jack was telling me stories back in the day about Peyton. I was like, Peyton Manning? He's like, Peyton's the bro, guy. You don't know. You ever go to Tin Roof with him? Huh? You ever been in Tin Roof with him? No. No, not Tin Roof. What's this place down here? Slippery Noodle. No. I mean, he just, like, I don't think he knows he's Peyton Manning. <laughs> he, he, that was the problem. The story I told him is that's why. Yeah, yeah he, 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 he does not walk around like he's Peyton Manning. And, and since he's like six or seven years old, they've been telling him he's going to be an NFL guy. You know, they have like a Reebok commercial from when him and Eli were kids basically saying, like, these are the next guys. Somehow he's just remained a human. I don't know how he's remained a human. Now, in the building, he's... Quarterback, GM, owner, coach, if he wants to be. And there will be times where he will exercise his right to do all of those things if he thinks it's in the best interest of the team. But, like, off the field as a teammate, he took a lot of pride in being a human. 
You know, like he invited me to a lot of things. And we're talking about like drinking beers with the boys. Like he was about that. Like, and it was, he took care of me. He helped me out a lot. Uh, Business-wise, he's helped me out a lot. He's given me a lot of opportunities too. So like, I am forever yeah. indebted. Shout out Peyton. He yeah, shout out Peyton. Peyton. 100, bro. Yeah. Massive fucking head though. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Five like, heads. Huge. Big. Oh my goodness. Oh. Bro. He has no idea who he is. That is the. That's cool though. Yeah, it is. Especially when you're that great. I went on a golfing trip with him like two years and I like to think that I run my own business and obviously he has like 10 businesses. You know, he's got some whiskey, he's got Omaha, he's coaching his kids games, he's doing all these things. We went on a golf trip and he invited me on, which is really cool. And you weren't allowed to use your phone at this particular place we were golfing at, okay? So as soon as we got to like the afterwards when you have your phone, he had like 60 emails or whatever. And for me, I had like probably 40 emails as well for business stuff. And I scrolled through them. I'm like, ah, if they really want something, they'll email me again. You know, like, I'm just going to mark these as red. I'm out of here. He responded to every fucking email. You're talking about being diligent in every company that he has. We're talking hands-on, thinking about everything. Like, he is just a robot. He's an alien. He might not be from here. And uh, very, very lucky that I got to be on That's his dope. team. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> How did wrestling come about? It's awesome, isn't it? Oh, man. There's a bunch of marks over here. Uh, I think I saw him brought a couple uh, wrestling marks. I'm Beauty a wrestling sign. mark. Yeah, I hate those people. Because <laughs> <laughs> they prey on like our fans too, you know? Yeah. Because I don't like to charge my fans for anything. Right. Like, I try to make sure my show, my show is free. Like we haven't even sold tickets since COVID for people because we don't want people to feel obligated to spend money. I don't promote our merch store ever because I don't want people to feel obligated to spend money. Like just their time and their... Uh, like thought that they'll support us by watching is enough for me. Right. So like these autograph hounds, like, because I, I don't sign a lot of stuff, like they'll charge the shit out of my fans. My fans are buying mm -hmm. them, thinking that it's good. Like so, I feel bad. I feel torn. Like I appreciate these people, but also like they're working in this whole thing. The wrestling world has the most amount of like hustlers. I'll say really? around it. Yeah, I'm a wrestling mark. Grew up. As a wrestling fan, we talked about Monday Night mm -hmm. Raws, the Monday Night Wars. Like, it was everything that I liked. I liked talking shit. I liked, uh, I liked athleticism. I liked the drama. I liked the comedy. I also grew up in the Attitude Era with Stone Cold and The Rock. Stone the Rock Cold. being back right now is Amazing. awesome. Yep. Absolutely awesome. I drank beers with Stone Cold last year in Dallas. Shout out to Texas. Like, I had a, I've been living a dream, but it literally just all comes from me watching as a kid being a diehard fan and continue to watch for my whole life. So Any, anytime I get to do anything with them, I'm pumped to do it. What's your move? My move, I punt, I punt people. I punt people's I punt heads. the soul out of them. <laughs> I punt the soul out of them. Any chance we'll see you at WrestleMania? In Philly? I don't know, dude. So I got a lot of science pumping through me right now. You know, when you retire, I said, hey, I want that rich guy stuff. You know, what are these rich guys taking that I see on Instagram that are all, you know, don't get fat? Like, I don't know how it works. Because with my particular build, if I eat pizza four times, fat ass. Okay, fat ass. And the football season is long. And every year I've gained like 50 to 60 pounds since retiring. So this year I'm like, I'm going to get on the rich guy stuff that cheats and keeps me thin. Not as full as the Ozempic move, but I'm not against it. I will... 
I will head to that route in a couple of years if, if I have if to. Needed. You have to. So I'm on a bunch of stuff. Is it long term? Anything long term? Do you understand like the outcome of that? Not or? a clue. <laughs> you're fucking honest. You know, like, am I going to die? Who knows? Probably. They say everybody is. But is this one going to take years off my life? Maybe. But was that going to happen anyways? We don't know, you know? I've always said, too, if I have something that's going to kill me that we might be able to have a cure for someday, I would like to be frozen until we find the cure. Bring my ass back 2120, 2120 years in there. Think about me getting dropped in that society. I'll be fucking pumped up about it. <laughs> but with that being said, I don't think I could pass any drug tests for WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, because okay. they drug test people. So that's real deal. Too many oh, they do. Calls, so. oh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm on everything I think they're testing for. Yeah. <laughs> they testing for everything but the right shit. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Uh, ultimate goal in this media space. I mean, you pretty much have it you know, doing what you want to do and you brought your people along, which we always love and respect, but what's your ultimate goal in this space? You don't know yet. Just enjoying it. As it, as it go. Just I love enjoying it. it. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Like every step that we've hit is cool. You know, like the next step is cool. Like, I mean, I negotiated a hundred and some million dollar contract. Right. Amazing. That was cool. That was really cool. Thank weed. you. Thank you. Weed. Yeah. Weed, weed. weed gets a clap. But that was like a cool moment that I could have never fathomed in my entire life. And then you talk about the boys, like I gave them backpacks with like $250,000 in it. Like that's a, that's Amazing a cool, feeling. that's a cool thing Amazing that I could have feeling. never that's guessed. That's beyond cool. Yeah, we're running like a 15, thank you, thank you. Yeah, the weed, weed, weed. Weed, yeah, weed, 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 weed. <laughs> uh, but like, I don't know, man. I have no idea. Cause who knows what the media space looks like a year from now? Who knows what our show looks like a year from now? Everybody talks about being a chess player, chess player, chess player. Like, I'm checkers, man. I'm just trying to get over you, get to the next one, and then king me, bitch, right at the end, and yeah. I'm coming back. But, but, but props to you. You are helping dictate what it's going to be in the future. You're a big part of what it's going to be, so you help, you helping dictate what this space is going to be. You and are I don't Shannon think you ever realize that in the moment. You, we don't, yeah. you know, you guys don't realize it. We don't realize it that we are shaping what's next. Yes, you are. You too. I should not be. But you are. But you are. And and all bullshit aside, you know, <laughs> he just said it. You and you know, you are you and Shannon are the biggest faces in this right yeah. now. So Let's you go. need to accept that, bro, because your hard work put you there. Hell yeah. And so and, and we when we giving you your props because we in the space too, but we seen what you've done and what you're doing. <laughs> of course. <laughs> very, very kind. Cheers. Of, of course, my guy. You know that. You know that. I now. really, really genuinely appreciate that. Mm. Now, granted, you just put like, I don't know what, a lot of pressure. Yeah. 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 You can handle it though. You can handle it. You can, you can handle it. You what handle is it? it? Right. But no, um, I appreciate that. And I do think every decision that I make, and I'm not saying I'm making decisions for anybody else. I am making decisions for our company to continue to survive and hopefully other companies that are like ours in the I'm future watching. to be able to do it. You know, that's what the decisions are happening. But I also think like there's a lot of things that if anybody else was in my spot, they would be doing the exact same thing. Like there's a lot of common sense shit that just doesn't make any sense that is happening in the sports what media. Is, is a lot of what? Bullshit. Common sense. That's my, they know that's my word. I'm first team all common sense. The world has lost that, but go ahead. Well, not just the world, people that are in positions of power in a lot of businesses, more specifically for this particular conversation, the sports media world, there's a lot of idiots that are making a lot of decisions. 
And those idiots made a lot of money for a long time doing something in one particular fashion. So they're going to hang on to that as for as long, long as, as they, they possibly can. can. And there is other stuff happening very quickly. And tomorrow is meeting today at a rate that I think we all are expecting. But I think there's a relationship between what used to be in the future that can still coexist. And I think from my standpoint, I have tried to extend an olive branch to the olds, you know, to say like, hey, this is what we've seen to be success. But what they have done in return is like, not the case. Total opposite. So whenever we do break through on something, I do take a lot of pride in the fact that like, okay, somebody else is probably going to be able to say that this is how it should be because now there's a precedent. But I'm not saying I'm the only one that's done this. Like, obviously, um, like Joe Rogan's deal with mm-hmm. Spotify, mm-hmm. huge. Mm-hmm. Like that was fantastic. You know, even like Mike Florio with Pro Football Talk, he sold his company like two different times, both the ESPN and then the NBC. Like there's a lot, Barstool Sports, what they've been able to do in the business that they've been able to run. It's like, there's a lot of people before me. So whenever people are like, hey, you're doing this, you're doing that. It's like, I appreciate that. And I do feel like I've made some gains in some places that needed it, but like, it's inevitable. It is inevitable, and uh, we're lucky to be here Absolutely. at the time that it is. Take us through the journey quickly. Um, you know, Barstool, FanDuel, and then eventually to where you're at with ESPN now, because like I said, you you went places, but were able to keep it yours, and were able to get up and move and, and, and get other deals in the process. But talk to us about the journey of those three companies. So whenever I was playing, I followed along with Barstool because I was a fan of Big Cat. I obviously followed Caleb and Dave and Hank. And I don't think PFT had joined there yet, but I had known of PFT and his big brain. And, you know, if you're an internet, like I had a merch store, a podcast, I was doing that. I was a digital company. So I was watching what they were doing. And whenever I retired or was going to retire, none of those networks wanted me. So like Dave was the first one to really reach out and be like, hey, we just got an investment from the churning group. We have some money. When you retire, we'd love to talk. And we kind of chit-chatted. I didn't want to move to New York. I wanted to stay in Indianapolis um, because I thought I had a good connection here, a good network here. I love living here. I don't like, I don't want to live in a big city. Like I, I really wanted to stay here. So we had like a satellite company almost. And I got to learn and watch while still running our own thing. And then whenever we broke off, it was like, all right, here we go. And I'd been running my own company and my own show. And FanDuel just became our exclusive sports book. So they, they didn't own my company. They didn't own the show. They were just our sports book. Just like if Coors Laute was our beer, they would be our exclusive beer. Right. FanDuel was our exclusive sports book. But with that relationship, because of the people we knew over there, we were able to create promos and do things and kind of learn about that world and learn about marketing. And then I just got to the point where I wanted my life to be easier. Like we're booking, we're selling the ads, we're creating, if we want to do a live show like this, we would have to be the ones that would book the local camera people, the local hands to build it. Like I just kind of got it to a point where I was, I think we all were sick of doing all of the bullshit. It's a lot. So we wanted a little bit of help. So decided I'm going to take this show to a network and ended up getting a deal done with Jimmy Pitaro and Bob Iger and uh, yeah, licensed the show to them and they've helped out immensely. I mean, the access in the production, like we were live in 10 different college towns that would have cost me, I don't know, maybe 40 hours of fucking work, but ESPN just kind of took care of it. It's like they've yeah. made my life easier. Mm-hmm. They made our access a lot easier. And 
yeah, I still retain 100% rights and creative freedom and ownership of my show. But like, they're an incredible partner, and I'm lucky to be so, there. There's a lot of middle management there, though. That well, I mean, I mean, does not that, love us. Both. We don't have to even speak names, but you spoke a name and called out someone a suit that you felt like was kind of yeah, for real. We yeah. I mean, the courage to do that, and, and, and you got a lot of respect, you already had respect, but even more respect for doing that. Has there been any backlash, any conversation? Like, because like you said, there is a, 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 a give and take and, and, a, and, a give, and a tug between what people hung their hats on for years and made a lot of money and what is coming and what's, what it's gonna be. I don't know. I don't know if there was any conversations that happened mm -hmm. behind, uh, obviously. So, you know, like I thought that was a warning shot to that guy. You know, I didn't even think that was a direct hit. Yeah, because I'm the I'm the executive producer of my show. I report directly to Jimmy and Bob. So I'm not really viewing anybody as like I saw everybody like Pat calls out his boss. I don't got a motherfucking boss. Mm. <laughs> what are we, you know, like what are we Jim Pitaro? Are we talking Jimmy Pitaro or Bob Iger? Like, is that who we're talking about? Because those are people that could technically be described as my boss and like Burke Magnus as well. And I have a great relationship with him, but I think even Burke would say like, yeah, like we have a good relate, like we are talking like this as opposed to like this. And so that was just a warning shot to, I thought a person that was, you know, at the same, <laughs> which is hilarious because he's the former president of the place. I guess a lot of people were in a lot of fear of him. I did not like, right. I do not have, I, that guy, that guy left me sitting in his office for 45 minutes, no-showed me when I was mm. supposed to have a meeting with him, right? Uh, when five years ago, six years ago, whatever. No-showed you. No-showed, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so And he you was, remember that. What's that? And you remember that. This thing's a fucking elephant brain, <laughs> there buddy. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. Um, yeah. Yeah, I got everybody's. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> he, also, yeah. he also banned all my friends from coming on my show. So really? there, was, uh, there was a ban of ESPN talent on my show on YouTube that came directly from him, which so much so that I started a hashtag ESPN stinks the day that everybody got banned from my show. It only trended for like eight, nine hours or something like that. And then that's the next day is when I met Jimmy Pitaro. Jimmy Pitaro called me and said like, hey, how do we, you know, what's the deal? And I told him about, you guys are banning my friends from coming on my show. Matt Hasselbeck who worked at ESPN, Jeff Passan worked at ESPN, Dan Orlovsky worked at ESPN. All these people that I've known since while, right. before they got into ESPN, mm -hmm. like they're not even allowed to come on my podcast or whatever, or my YouTube show, you guys banned it. So like that guy was not a fan of me or our operation for a long time. So then whenever ESPN signs us Ooh, and he runs SportsCenter and our show, is now in place of Sports Center at noon. I'm a fan of Sports Center. We all watch Sports Center. I grew up on da na na, da na na. But there became like a war almost from behind scenes from like Sports Center people and like people that have been at ESPN a long time against us coming in and taking their jobs and all this other shit. And I didn't see it like that. We were like pumped that we made it to the big leagues. Like, hey, I'm pumped we're on a worldwide Hell leap. Like, yeah. that's how I viewed it. Come on, I, man. I complete, and this is what I'm talking about playing a checkers play. Mm -hmm. Like, get the ESPN deal done. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, we joined the ESPN team. So lucky to be here. We get access. And then immediately it's like, this guy sucks. This guy's ruining ESPN. And it's mm -hmm. not coming from people outside ESPN. It was coming from people within ESPN. And I did not expect that at all. So I immediately like, okay, I'm in war. 
Like mm-hmm. that's what, if that's what we're doing, we're in war. And then once you start learning about how shit's going behind scenes, things that are being said to people, things that are being leaked, the timing in which they're being leaked, it's like, oh, they're trying to kill me. Like they're trying to, they're trying to make our show impossible to advertise with. They're trying to make sure people wow. don't watch our show. So like, as I started learning that, I'm like, all right, well, that's not going to, ha- I don't know how this has gone in the past with other people. It ain't going here. But yeah, this particular white trash kid from Pittsburgh, like, hey, suits, this ain't, this is not how this is going to go. So that was just a warning shot. I didn't, that wasn't even like supposed mm-hmm. to be uh and then obviously it goes big. And I heard from, this is no lie, no less than like 40 people that have worked at ESPN or used to work at ESPN. And they were like, thank you for yeah. saying what you said. And mm. I was like, well, if I really crafted a statement about that, I mean, I could have said something much better, but I also did not appreciate the thing I didn't think about. Once again, checkers player, I did not expect the backlash afterwards. Like Burke Magnus just became the president of content at ESPN. I think he has a great vision for what the future of sports media should look like. He was a big part of us joining ESPN. People were attacking Burke because it made him look sloppy because uh, okay. it's inside right, the building. Right, right. People were attacking Jimmy because it looked sloppy. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I did not think about. I was very apologetic about. Like, I didn't mean to take down my allies or right. make allies look bad in the whole thing. But I genuinely did not expect it to get as big as it did because I didn't think I said anything that was like mm-hmm. that crazy. No, you know kept what I mean? Real. Or like, I'm a pretty good talker, you know? I'm a pretty good promo cutter. Like, if I really wanted to saw a motherfucker down, like, I thought I could have done it in a much bigger way. Mm-hmm. And I did not. So I was actually, like, pretty proud of myself. Yeah. I was like, look at me. That was a yeah. I'm an adult. And then it got loud. I'm an adult. It, I'm an adult. And it got real loud. <laughs> got real loud. Yeah. But, yeah, that'll be me forever, and it'll be a gift and a curse. We appreciate and respect it. Uh, Petty Pet. Yeah. Uh, Petty Pet. Yeah, there it is. Right here, quick hitters. Finish it up the show. First thing to come to mind, uh, top five special team players in NFL history. Top five? Mm-hmm. Special teams. Okay, so. You better have my guy on here. We got Adam Vinatieri on there. Okay. Okay. We'll have Justin Tucker on there. Okay. Brandon Slater okay. on there from the Patriots. Devin Hester. Ooh, Chicago. Be on there. Who's yours? Who's your guy? I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you go five. Dante Hall, Bill Bates. Okay, yeah, Bill Bates is not gonna be on my list. <laughs> I love Bill, Bates. but I will put Bill. You Bates. remember Bill Bates? I do not, but he's on my list. He was an animal special okay. team for the Cowboys. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Bill Bates was that dog, dude. <laughs> Putting Bill Bates at five. Yeah, I put Bill Bates at five. Don't even know Bill Bates. <laughs> no, he's a monster. Bill Bates is a monster. That guy when he was on the field, man. He was the guy. Oh, shit. But then, like, Shane Leckler's in there as well, like, because he was so good. Mike Cyphers. Yeah, there's a bunch. There's a bunch of guys. Nope. Devin Hester was good, though. Hell yeah. Congrats on the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, weed, 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 weed. Julius Peppers made it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to Freeney him. made it. Freeney made it as well. Mm-hmm. Reggie needs to make it next year. Yeah, mm-hmm. he should, I think Reggie should have been. Vinny's up next year, first time. Reggie should have been in by now. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Dream interview or guest on your show that you would like to have. Mm. Um. Hmm. So Roger Goodell is scared to come on the show. <laughs> okay. Kind of see it. Kind of see why. But no. yeah, I. He has never said he's scared, but that's just my whole angle. Hopefully, I'll be able to bait him into coming on the show. You know, I had to start openly calling him out, saying he was scared because he was doing a lot of interviews. He was going on a lot of shows. We put a request in like every week for the last like five years to have him on the show. And Brian McCarthy, I think, is the NFL PR guy. He knows of us. 
you know, so Roger Goodell coming on the show would be good. But that's going to be in person, you know, because, you know, we have some questions. But Roger Goodell is like the greatest speaker of all time, which is always my thing to him. Like, hey, don't be scared. Raj, don't be scared. You're a guy that can dance. But I, I have great ad admiration for the work that he's done as a businessman for the NFL and what he's been able to guide the NFL through. So I think a conversation with Roger Goodell would be dope and Elon Musk. Yeah. I mean, know. that would be, because uh, I think he's an actual alien. <laughs> That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, <laughs> definitely is. That motherfucker's not from here. He, he even builds his own rocket ships to go to ah, space. Yeah, he's doing it right in front yeah. of our, our face. Yeah. He's doing it right in front of our face. Putting computer chips in people. Yeah, he's like, hey, I was yeah, wondering if we yeah. could go ahead and plug a chip in your fucking brain. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, no. You can't. And he's like, well, I got these rocket ships that go to space. It's like, okay. And then he's digging tunnels oh. better than anybody in history. Right? Better than anybody in history. Making the uh, Mexican drug cartels look like child's play. Hey, I don't, what's his face getting out of that jail? Uh, uh, Chapo. Uh, Chapo. Hopping on a motorcycle. They said he hopped on a motorcycle. With lighting down the yes, entire and, tunnel. And, and, and they, and as they passed each light, they bust them so nobody couldn't follow them. So nobody couldn't follow the trail. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I there's some great that. tunnel builders out there. Man, they great tunnel <laughs> builders. <laughs> Big old Chapel fan. Childhood crush. You know, Kelly Kapowski. Oh, Kelly Kapowski. I think probably Saved she by the Bell. Dope. Hell yes. yeah. She I think I watched Saved by the Bell. Good. That's a good one. Let's see. I think that's, yeah, I think that would probably be it. Tiffany Amber Thiessen. That's her name, right? See? You I know. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, Saved by the Bell. And then she went to uh, Beverly Hills 90210. See, I didn't make the transition. Okay, I did. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're I'm a Kelly not, guy. He's a I'm Kelly not, guy. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. A Kelly I'm not ashamed to admit he it. He wanted yeah. to be on, 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 on 90210. I didn't. He but, tried yeah. out for it. You know what Screech made the transition into? <laughs> Slinging dick. Oh, yeah, it's poor, right? <laughs> Screech did do that. Rest in peace to the Screechster. He's very dead. Very dead. Rest Slinging in peace to him. Dick. Rest in peace. He did, though. That was his thing. Great transition. Not like Drake, but a different, you know. Different level. Cheers, huh? Coors Light, dude. Oh, my goodness. What's your guilty pleasure, Pat? Watching people slaying dick. Yeah. That popped up in my feed. That was fucked up. Hey, that Drake thing was messed up. Wasn't it? I didn't see it. I don't yes, know. Yes, you did. I promise you. It I was didn't. in everybody's algorithm like that. By the time I saw it, it was blurred out. So I'm I, I'm, I'm glad I missed what, the what beginning of it. About? Well, it was a massive blur is what we're, that's what we're talking about. Drake's oh, dick blur. pit. Who's Drake's dick pit? Oh, no, I'm glad I didn't see that. <laughs> your algorithm's taking care yeah. of you because I want to let you know. <laughs> it was all yeah. in your face. I woke up to take my morning shit, just basic morning shit. That's all I'm doing. What's going on the internet? You know, open it up. So he oh, Drake's trending. Instagram? Well, I guess somebody leaked Come on, it. I don't bro. think he did. Ain't nobody leaked that. He did that. Well, <laughs> I, after watching the video, I mean, he probably did. He I mean, did that was. Come on, bro. That's, that's just too thirsty. Strategic. Right Anyways, the internet's <laughs> wild right now. Man, ain't it? Um, oh, guilty pleasure. I don't honestly. I I I. Uh, I work. Um, I don't know. That kind of it's kind of bumming me out now. Now I'm thinking about my hobbies and shit. I don't really have any. Oh, I should pick yeah. some up. I don't know. Just work, man. What's like, the grind? What, what, what's your work week like? What's a what's an uh, average Monday through Friday? How many hours are you putting in a week? Um, I don't know. And calling it work is a joke too, by the way. Did you enjoy but it? You get it. Mm -hmm. Like showing up and mm -hmm. trying to profit off of stuff. The um, I wake up, you know, got a baby, so wake up when she's up like six thirty ish. See baby for 45 minutes or so, hang out, 
let her know I exist, <laughs> then head into Thunderdome, get a workout in, and I probably have like three Zoom calls in the morning, um, depending upon future ad deals, maybe scheming with companies that we're already with and everything like that. Then we're planning show, and the show plan is just like group text, pretty much. We don't have A block, B block, C block. Just shit talking. This we're gonna, way this too gonna work. It's a three-hour promo. We're yeah. just three hours of shit talking. And anything that shows up in our group text could come up on the show. Right there. So, like, the boys just kind of have to know. Like, to be on our show, and it's why I'm so thankful for our guys, like, anything that shows up in the group text, which is active all, all day, all night, like, could come up. Yeah. Like, if I just, in my head, oh, wait, didn't I see something? And then, boom, we're right into a conversation about it. So that's like probably the last two hours before we go live at noon, noon to three, three thirty, four. We got the show, probably a couple meetings afterwards, and I'm out of there like six, six thirty-seven. Then the um, game days on Saturday during the football season, and then Monday Night Raw is on Monday nights after the show. I fly to wherever Monday Night Raw is, mm. fly back to Indy for show Tuesday morning, and then kind of put that on repeat. You know what yeah, I mean? Is home here? Is home here? Oh yeah. Okay. Everything's based out here. I love it. Yeah, I don't. You know. I drove down here. It was supposed to take 27 minutes. It took like an hour because the snowstorm. Snow changed a little bit. Yeah. We appreciate you making time, though. No, but like this is, when this happens, you think to yourself, why do I live in Indy. In Indianapolis? Are you, you in Carmel? Uh, lake, lake, lake. Lake. Lake, lake. Lake. Easy, brother. Jesus. Come on, you're giving do up you want my fucking address, Stack? City? Carmel is huge. Yeah, I'm not in Carmel. <laughs> Carmel's huge. A lot of suits in Carmel. I don't, you know, <laughs> Definitely a lot of suits. In <laughs> yeah. That's why we stayed. One no thing, offense, no offense. Love exactly. Carmel. Beautiful place. One, beautiful. one thing you wish you were better at? Um, as crazy as it sounds, like communication. So, like, on my show, I'm good. Business, good. You know? But I think my wife would tell me that I could be better. I think, like... I tell the same thing. Like, I get paid to talk all day, and I have need to learn how to communicate better with her. It's funny you said that. Yeah, it's like her and like, you know, like there's so many different chapters and eras of my life. It's like, if I see people from my past, it'll be like we never missed a day. Yeah. But like, I'm not good at like keeping up with people. You know, like I get so wrapped up in work and what I'm doing. I'm not good at like keeping in touch with people that I genuinely care about, you know, like, people that I don't really see often and aren't in my sphere on a regular basis. Like I'm not good at sending like uh, Hey, what's up? You know, like I'll like posts on the internet and like in my eyes, I'll like be like, see, like I'm paying it. I want them to know, like I still appreciate them, mm -hmm. but I think I could be a much better, like personal communicator in my life. And uh, I think enjoying life a little bit more. Like I enjoy my work. But, like, I'm always on my phone when I'm home. Like, I try my best to be present. Like, I do. But, like, all that shit. Like, being a human a little bit better. Mm, I think I, I yeah. would like to get better. We get better. on our hamster wheels and get going. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about it in counseling. It's a session right here. But for real. It's funny you said okay, that. Okay, so you go to counseling? I, yeah. I'm scared to go. I think it's Because it's all working for me. I don't want to fucking change no, anything. No, I, I don't think it's about what's not working. It's just working and finding the tools to be able to make what you're looking for work. You know, how do you balance that? How do you communicate that? How do you, how are you present in the moment? Talking like a Because I'm good therapist. like at work. Right. Like right now, Great. very, like I'm, Great. Love, I'm having You're a one of the best. 
No, we literally just had this in our counseling. Thing. Like I get paid a lot of money to talk to the world, but have issues talking to the people I love the most. Yeah. And like, <clears throat> I always feel like I'm going to interrupt them. Like, I don't want to, you know, like that whole thing. So, okay. So I should think about maybe talking to somebody. How about this? Ayahuasca? I've you know, been, I was, I'll, do, I'll, do, I'll do some shit like that before I go talk to somebody. <laughs> well, that's who they, who they talking to with their problems. That's why I'm going saying. to somebody with their problems. Fuck, I ain't gonna tell you. Are they, and are they taking? Hey, yeah. are they taking? My, and my problem is really just lay away with that person. They're taking it to that's somebody else, and then they're bringing it back. I'm not 100 <laughs> sure. That shit is overrated. But ayahuasca, I'm scared to death. I want to try that. Yeah, but it like resets your brain. I'm like, I'm in a good spot. Like my brain. I, is, I need a reset. Don't want to fuck it I up. I need a reset. Stack, you do not. Look how cool you look. Oh, look how cool you look. Add those boots to <laughs> your shit. I need a reset. I'm going to get you a pair of gator boots. I, I need to get your number after this, Pat. I'm going to so, get Jack some. Blue cases. I know you got some blue cases at the house. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Finish them off. Texas, right out of here. I got that out of the, um, what's that place called down there in? Um, the boot barn? Come on, man. Pull it. Pull it. Pull it. Stockyards? Stock, okay. You ever been there? The boot barn is the spot, though. I'm telling you. I was at a couple barns down there. I don't know which one was the boot one. It's <laughs> a big ass story. There's a lot of barn. There's a lot of barns down there. Uh, I got a cowboy hat. I got a belt buckle. I got these fucking boots. Yeah, I boots, mean, I was. Boots fresh boots dope. Yeah, I was really in there. I was really in there. One guest you would like to see on all the smoke, but you have to help us get your answer on the show. Oh, so I'm booking for you guys? <laughs> just one person. Just one time. Basically, I mean, it's not like you're. It's not like you're. It's not. It's not like you're busy booking your own shit. But yeah, one time for us. Hey, not a bad. Hey, not a bad. A bad little quick hitter. Not yeah. a bad quick. Hey, who are you booking on our fucking show? Yeah. I think Aaron would love your show. Has he been on? He's from NorCal too. Has from he been on? Area. No, he hasn't yet. I think he would love your show. Oh, yeah. Air I Rogers. will drop the word. A-Rod? Yeah, yeah. I think Peyton would be good on your team. Be the one. Because I definitely want to talk to A-Rod about the ayahuasca. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he, he's got the answers. He's in there. From they, got, what they, got, they got that. Yeah. They got toad. They got some other yeah. stuff. I want to try all of them. Oh, the back of the toad. Have you, talked to, Mike Tyson? Have you talked to Mike Tyson? Never. Yeah, he's. A, I, I think you guys would vibe. Okay. Oh, I don't want to shit on myself. So... Yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to get high and shit on myself. Are you talking about the ayahuasca? Yeah. No, the toe. The toe. I heard it's coming basement and attic. Yeah. Now nah, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool. Just ayahuasca. Just put a diaper on. You'll be all right. Ayahuasca. I'm what cool. were you about to say? I think you and Mike before. You're trying you. to hit this. I think the, I don't know which dimension you're trying to get to, but boy, I heard once you bust through four, you know, because we're in the third one right yeah. now. Once you bust through four, from what I've been told, oh, Tapping You're really in. living up there. Yeah. yeah, from what I've been told. Seventh, eighth dimension. Yeah. I don't, don't want to go that high, though. No, yeah, you're fucking. Whoop. Yeah, yeah. yeah cloud 10, high. they said. Maybe yeah. dimension 10, you're up there. Yeah. Mike Tyson, though. Yeah. So, obviously, you know, Mike Tyson's fucking Mike Tyson. So, like, I know who Mike Tyson is. And I think everything that he has done to kind of, like, bounce, I don't want to say bounce back, but, like, yeah, is so fantastic, inspiring, yep. awesome. Mike. Yep. Like, when he starts talking, I love listening because I think what a lot of people forget is like, there's not a lot of Mike Tysons in the world, like Kobe's. Oh, there's only a few Kobe's one. that have ever existed. Mm -hmm. You know, you talk about like MJ, Kobe, those people, Mike mm -hmm. Tyson's up in there. Serena Williams is up in that, yeah. like up in those levels. So mm -hmm. when that person's speaking, I am going to be listening. Like Where? that is Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, mm -hmm. like those fuckers that are up there. Like, so Mike in the way he's been so transparent and authentic and everything he's done, obviously I have become a massive fan yeah. of his. So when I do the ESPYs, um, that happened like two days beforehand, it was decided that I was gonna do the ESPYs because they didn't have a host. 
it's because there was a writer strike going on, everything like that. So Jimmy Pitaro and I were talking and it came up and he basically said like, I forget how it came up, but it was announced moments before I talked to Jimmy Pitaro that there was gonna be no host for the ESPYs, like literally moments before. So I brought it up and he was like, yeah, we don't have, and I said, that'd be easy work. That's what I, I said to Jimmy, that'd be easy work. You know, it's like stand up for 10 minutes in the ESPYs, like, that's easy. It's like two days from now though, he said. Like, it's like in two days or whatever, I'm like, easy work, no problem at all. I was like, if you guys want me to do it, I would love to do it. I'd be honored to do it. And Jimmy goes, okay, let's do it. I was like, deal. So they tell the person running the ESPYs, his name's Connor Shell, used to work at ESPN, Connor Shell. Now he left ESPN and he has a production company that does the ESPYs and NFL honors. He was not necessarily as pumped that I was going to be. <laughs> okay, he, he was not necessarily as pumped as I was at, to get to do the opportunity. So they wanted me to send over what my open was going to be, you know, so they could punch it up, put mm -hmm. some jokes in mm -hmm. and everything, like make it better. So no fucking chance am I sending over what I'm actually going to say to these people. So I type up a big fake <laughs> speech. I type up a fake speech. Took me 75 minutes to type up this fake speech. But in the fake speech had all of the beats because I knew like camera people would want to know potentially who we could shoot. So like Damar, obviously, I'm going to talk about Damar. I want to talk about these people. So I make fake speech, but put the people mm -hmm. that would need in to be place. on. I felt very proud of what I did. I, I was like, it's good. I'm, I'm doing it, boys. You know, the boys were helping me. You know, it was, uh, it was a pretty cool thing. So that whole story behind the scenes of the ESPYs is a, that is awesome. That is awesome. It involves me saying, I don't care what you say. Like, I'm going to go out there and do my thing. And you're either going to hate it or love it, but there's nothing you or I could do at this point, you know, because Jimmy told him. It's above me. Yeah. And it's above you too. <laughs> so above everybody. So like, this is how it's going to go. So. Right. There was a little tension. I think Connor, good guy, by the way, got a chance to chat with him before, during, and after. Great relationship. I think he would say the same. But as I walk on the stage, Mike Tyson's in the front fucking row, like right here. And it was at that moment, I'm like, yo, I'm at the SB. Like, mm -hmm. Mike Tyson is right here. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey were right here. I think Jamal was over here. I think there was, like, all the big names. Lindsey Vaughn, I think, was sitting right here. And I was like, damn. Like, Mike Tyson, though, as I turn the corner, he's the first person I see. And I'm like, fuck, I'm at the ESPYs. So I start talking, nothing. I see Mike's face. This fucker is not budging. And I'm like, okay, Mike's not about my bullshit. You know, Mike does not know I exist. About four minutes in, I got Mike to pop and I saw him laugh and I was like, so pumped. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I, was like I, I, got, I got Mike Tyson. And in the middle of it, I almost stopped and was like, Gotcha. Mike. Weed, give it up. Weed, 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 weed. Yeah, exactly. I was so pumped about That's it. So loud. I love Mike. That's so loud. if you guys are booking Mike Tyson on my show. Well, we'll do a cross. See what we can do. Who do you want? You want? Peyton or Aaron. All right, I'll send a text. I got no power over yeah, this motherfucker. And we have no power over Mike, but we have his his old person that used to run the show that works for us. So we can we good. make it happen. He's microdosing the shit out of mushrooms, right? And, uh, and, and um, I heard it's I, awesome. I see you was eating the ears. What's Mike that? Mike Tyson ears. The gun yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, Mike, I'm a supporter, bud. Yeah, I saw that. In his pocket. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pretty good, too. They're strong. Uh, yeah, they're fantastic. Pass I was, me one. I was just out of Vegas playing at 13. Pass me one. The issue is I put it in my back pocket, and I run hot. Mm -hmm. So we got two to three sticking together right now. Coming your <laughs> way. Coming your way. Coming hot. Coming your way. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're just in Vegas for a minute. Hold on. Let's cheers. Yeah, here's. 
Ah, I'll take the one and a half. Yeah, just give me the one. I'm cheers. Hey, cheers to you boys. Cheers. 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 CBD only in Indiana. Cheers. cheers. Yeah, it's cheers. CBD only, obviously. CBD only. Oh, those are those are warm. I would butt all over that. <laughs> you, guys, you guys got a little ass ears. You know? <laughs> <laughs> ass ears. Hey, well, Pat, we want to thank you, man, again. Uh, thank you, guys. You know, the, 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 the trail you've blazed, being able to do it your way on the biggest scale. We admire that. We respect it. Keep ass going. ears. And keep doing your thing, man. Thanks for your time. Hey. Give it up, Pat McAfee. My brother. My brother. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.